Hi, I'm Pastor Dallas Billington, Senior Pastor here at City Church, and we want to welcome you today to our services. We hope that no matter what you're facing in life, that through the message today, through God's Word, He will truly encourage your heart. Well, we're glad that you're with us today, and as we continue a series on today's warfare and how things change. We're going to look at God's word today on how that, whether you realize it or not, you're winning. And sometimes over the situation that you're in or what you're going through, a lot of times we don't think that we are. But I want you to know that you are today. Let's pray. Father, we are so grateful, Lord, that You prompted us through your spirit to get up today on this beautiful resurrection morning to worship you. And Lord, we thank you today more than anything else that through you, through you, Jesus, that we have victory, that we have hope. As we looked at last week, we're more than overcomers. In Jesus' name, amen. We're going to look at a passage out of a story out of the Bible, out of the Old Testament in 2 Kings, in 2 Kings chapter 13 and verse 14, but I'm going to to date myself here a little bit, but uh, if you can remember this, I don't even know if they still do this or not, but if you go back to junior high or grade school, we played dodgeball, you know? I don't even know if they let you play dodgeball now or not. I don't even know if that's allowed or not. But anyways, if you remember those that did, that uh, they would pick two. They would pick two leaders, right? Okay, and and then the two leaders would pick. You know, oh, I'll take. Joe, I'll take Sue, you know, and uh, I was always on the last ones because, you know, I was about this big. So, anyway, so, you know, they, you, you would pick this, you know, and it's so, so, the, every, everybody's picked, all right? You got this side and you got this side, all right? And you, you would look down and you would say, <laughs> eh, we might as well just give up now, you know, this is not going to end well. And... Um, you know, sometimes we look at our life and we say, you know, this is not going to end well. And you might be looking at it that way, but that's with our physical eyes. What brought you here today was spiritual, was the Lord knowing that what you're facing, I need to go worship the Lord. I need to go hear what he has to say just to me to give me hope to know that I still have victory No matter what it looks like, I have victory in any and every situation. Let me say that again. No matter what it looks like, I have victory in any and every situation. No matter what you hear in the news, no matter what happens in your personal life, no matter what happens in your health or your job situation or your relationships, you still have hope when we look to the one who gives us hope. And that's what we're going to do today. And that's why we always look to God's word. I've been hearing more and more uh, different people on YouTube and comments how that they, they, they go to so many churches today and they don't even hear one Bible passage, not, not even one verse. 
And so we know that, that our, not only guidebook, but our direction spiritually that gives us hope every day is right here. And so we're going to look at 2 Kings chapter 13, and we're going to read about a prophet whose name was Elisha, who came after Elijah. And I'll share that in just a minute. The Bible says Elisha is getting ready to die. He's a prophet of Israel. And Elisha had become sick with an illness of which he would die. And remember, his predecessor, Elijah, was the one who, the Bible says he never saw death. He was taken up in a chariot of fire. Now, that's important to remember. But now we have Elisha, who he is going to die, even though he was a prophet, even though he followed Elijah. Elisha becomes sick with an illness of which he would die. Then Joash, the king of Israel, came down to him and wept over his face and said, Oh, my father, my father, the chariots of Israel and their horsemen. To most people, it wouldn't make sense. What does he say that for? I think he's referencing and remembering and reminding because he wasn't that good of a king. If you want to say, was that righteous? He wasn't doing some of the things he should have been doing. And now he's panicking because he could always look to this spiritual father that he knew no matter what was going to take place in all the nations around them, he always had Elisha who performed miracles who would watch over Israel. He's, he's gone. He's going. He's going to die. What is Israel going to do? And he calls upon Elisha, he starts to weep over him that he's going to die. And then he, then he talks about the chariots and the horsemen. And I believe there's another reason for that too, that he recalls that Elisha was in a situation with his servant, if you remember a portion of the Old Testament also, that he was in a no-win situation against another kingdom. And there were horsemen and chariots all around that surrounded the place where he lived. And Elisha's servant said, man, we're, what are we going to do? We're, 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 we're done for. And he said to him, Lord, open his eyes so he can see what I see. And the Bible says he saw chariots of fire surrounding the other chariots. He knew no matter what it looked like, they were going to win. You know, you can face anything in this life. I really believe that if you have a calming effect. When we first get the phone call of whatever it might be, it goes without saying you get shaken, right? There's something that happens in your life that you get that phone call, something's happened, something's happened to somebody, this, that. You, it shakes you up a little bit. Then we pull back and we know we have God's word and we know that Jesus is my savior. He's in control. We're going to take a deep breath and know, okay, he's got this. I want you to know whatever it is today, I want you to see and know that those chariots of fire, what he's called upon with Elisha, he's calling upon the spiritual He's saying, Lord, I know I have to look to you. Where did he go? He didn't go to the bank. He didn't go to the treasury. He didn't go and count all the horsemen that he had. No, he went to 
Elisha, who he knew had complete control of what was going to happen to Israel. So the verse continues. And Elisha said to him, this is what I want you to do. I want you to take a bow and some arrows. So he took himself a bow and some arrows, meaning the king. He said to the king of Israel, put your hand on the bow. So he put his hand on it, and Elisha put his hand on the king's hand. So in other words, he's getting ready to pull the bow back, shoot the bow, and, and Elisha puts his hand on the king's hand. You know, I want you to know whatever you're doing, whatever you're facing, God's hand is, is grasping your hand. And he's, you know, you remember when your kids were little, Sometimes you'd have to drag them around, but they would get there, but you would have to drag them, right? All right, this is what we're seeing here, that the king, A, as long as everything's okay, he's not, he's not going to do this, but he actually had to put his hand on the king's hand, and what did he do? Well, the Bible says, it says, and Elisha said to him, take a bow and some arrows, so he took himself a bow some arrows. Then he said to the king of Israel, put your hand on the bow. So he put his hand on it, and Elisha put his hand on the king's hand. And he said, open the east window, and he opened it. Elisha said, shoot, and he shot, and he said, the arrow of the Lord's deliverance and the arrow of deliverance from Syria, Syria was their enemy at that time, for you must strike the Syrians at Apex Till you have destroyed them. Now, what would happen in the Old Testament when, when a, a nation was going to war, a king before all the people would open the window in a part of the palace where everybody could see, and whatever nation that they were going against, this just happened to be the Northeast. So the Northeast window was open, and he would be the one that's saying, This is, we're, we're, I want everybody to get ready. This is where we're going to battle. He would pull the bow back and shoot the arrow through that window towards the country that they were going to battle. This is what he was doing. But he was doing this with Elisha's hand on his hand saying, you're going to win. You will be delivered. You know, as long as we know God's hand is on our life and, 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 he's, and he's directing us, you can, you can have a calming effect in your life. But you have to know and remember, just like that's why you came here today, to know that he's got it, whatever it is. Because here's where our faith comes in. Everything that you face in life, you, you're going through something right now, you're going to go through something completely different next year. I don't know what it might be. But God is saying, my hand is upon your hand. And I'm going to direct you in battle. And you will go into battle. You will fight the battle. But you will win because I will be with you. But he continues and says something very important about to keep winning in life and what we want to do. And look down to, to verse uh, 18. Then he said, take the arrows. So he took them. And he said to the king of Israel, strike the ground. So he struck the ground three times and stopped. 
And the man of God was angry with him and said, you should have struck five or six times and you would have, you would have struck Syria till you have destroyed it. But now you will st strike Syria only three times. You know how many times I've been in the hospital? Thousands of times to see people. I haven't been able to because of the pandemic last year. But thousands of times over 40 years. And, and this is what people would say. Oh, man, the Lord, I'm, I'm praying the Lord gets me out. And I tell you, when he gets me out, I'm going to do this for the Lord. Lord knows I'm going to do this. And I'll see you at church next week. I'll be there. And, you know, I can't, man, I'm going to get out. And this is all. And, that, and you go down the run, you know. Lord heals them. They get out. The surgeons do what they need to do. And the doctors and the nurses, things good. They're out. Don't see them. Everything's good. They're back to doing what they were doing. That's human nature. We need to look to the spiritual side because we are going to face things that we cannot win. And the reason that the prophet was upset was saying, you know, you're always going to be at war. You're always going to be at war. And because you're always going to be at war, you've got to make sure that enemy is destroyed. Because you're always going to be at war, you and I have to make sure that we're in God's word every day. Every day for a few minutes because that battle that you face that day, tomorrow, you're not going to face the same battle on Tuesday that you face Monday. So God's saying, be, I'm going to be with you. I'm right here. Just know that I'm here with you spiritually. And you have to be willing and ready and have my armor on and be ready for battle. He was angry at him because he nonchalantly just struck the ground a few times like, oh, you know what, the Lord's got this. Uh, yeah, I'm a Christian. Uh, yeah, I know he's in control, and I'm, I'm trying to pray about it. And I, you know, he's saying, we've got to take this seriously. I want you to destroy them. God's saying to you, in your life, whatever it is, I want you to destroy the enemy through me. And the way that you do that is consistently be in my word, talking to me, going with me. My hand is upon you. But if you don't take this seriously, you will be destroyed. What happened? What's the end of the story there? Did they defeat the Syrians? Absolutely. They defeated them three times. And then they lost the battle the next time. The prophet was saying, if you would have just listened to me and taken it seriously. How many times in my ministry have people come to me and, and I share with them and they, they think, you know, this other person is going to change their life and it's going to be wonderful and this relationship they've been in for years is just, you know, they do this and they do that and, they, and all this and, and this person is just so wonderful. It's just so great, you know. I said, listen, please listen to me. Work out whatever you got to work out because that person has some luggage with them. And there are some bags, and they're going to, you know, you're going you're gonna to find all that out. So do whatever you can to work it out. Down the road comes, run into them, whatever. Don't have the same look on their face that, that they had six months ago. Why? Because people are people. It's human nature. 
Everybody's got something. And what God is saying is, I'm going to give you the strength to destroy whatever the devil's trying to do to your children, to you, to you personally, whatever it might be, I'm going to destroy. But you've got to look to me. You've got to rely upon me. And this is what we do so often. We're following the Lord. We're doing what the Lord wants to do. And, you know, before we don't, we slack off. And, you know, we're out of church a little bit. And summer's here. It's great. We can, you know, do what we want to do. And, and uh, we've got Sundays. Ah, we can, you know, miss. Ah, you know, I ain't been in the Word quite a bit lately. I just, uh, yeah, I remember that verse. Yeah, that's right. Instead of being in the Word like we should. Why? Well, I, I got this. I got that. The, I, the Lord won here. He got, he got, I, he's got it covered. Oh, I know that. But yeah, I know all about Noah and Moses. You know, I know all the Bible, old Bible stuff, you know, and the Ten Commandments and all this. And we take for granted what we have here. And God's saying, I've given you what you need to always win. We act in many ways as a believer that we're always losing. God wants you to know whatever you're facing, you're always going to win. And when you get into a completely different, whatever it might be, battle, a month from now, you're still going to win. No matter what it looks like. No matter what it looks like. Just like he was reminded, the king was even reminding himself when he was talking to Elisha about what he heard of the story about Elisha and his servant. I know what you can do. Elisha, please, I know you're dying, but you've got to help us. And he was willing to, and he did. But he could have continued to help him the rest of the day of the days that that king was over Israel. But he took God for granted. And that's what we do. What do we have to do to keep winning? Well, God says to Alicia, I, I know that. I believe that. I believe what you're saying. And, and what does God's word say? Well, he gives us an action plan. I want you to go up to Hebrews. Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 6. You want to win? You want to keep winning? You want to do what God wants you to do? And know without a doubt you have joy all the way through it? You don't wish your life away? Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 6. But without faith, it is impossible to please him, meaning God. For he, us, who comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Why does he say that last part? I believe that's why. Because what you're facing right now it's it maybe it's been going on a while a health situation marriage situation a job situation it's not been just it's not been just you know the last few months you know we can keep going to the lord for a few months anybody can do that but what if it's been going on for a year two or three or four years in your life or what happened was so tragic that it's not ever going to be the same again the way that you used to live we have to, by faith, meaning we're going to so rely on the spiritual side, on the power of the Holy Spirit in our life, 
that we continue to go to him. You first, which you, I know that you do because you're here today or you're watching. You first must believe who he is. We believe who he is. And once we believe who he is, then the Bible tells us, and let me read the, the last part of verse. And once we believe who he is, we've pleased him and God believed that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. God is going to bless you in your situation. We really have a hard time believing that. You know why? Right here. The devil gets in right here, right, right in our mind. You're not worried enough. Look at the way that you used to live. Look what's happened. It's never going to be the same. You're never going to get out of that situation. You're in it too deep. All these things have happened. It's not going to change. It's been going on for years. That's what the devil does. But we must, we must diligently, day after day, month after month, Continue to believe that God is going to come through. I don't care whether you're in high school or I don't care if you're 70 years old. It doesn't matter. God doesn't change. The same Jesus who died on the cross for us and rose from the grave is going to get you through the situation that you're going through now. And guess what he's going to do? Because you believe who he is. He's going to reward you. He's going to reward you in all of your life, no matter what you face, no matter what you go through. If you and I are willing. Now, here's the thing. We always look at that. How many times have we heard the last, you know, few weeks? Man, aren't you? Man, I'm so glad last year's over. Man, that's great. We are glad last year's over. Trust me. I know we all are. Don't get me wrong. But. Another year's gone by. And before you know it, another year will go by. And another year will go by. And, you know, if we're not careful, all of a sudden your kids have grown up. And you've gotten older and all these different things have happened. You think, what happened? Our life is we just wished away. Instead of saying, you know what? I'm going to see the Lord in this. And I know that through the process, not at the end, but through the process, he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. How's that happen? We're going to close with this. Look at James in chapter 1. Let's see. How, how do we get there? How, do, how does that happen? How, do we, how are we rewarded on, on what God is going to do in our life and that you and I can have joy every day that we live and that we're always going to win? And every situation, because everything's going to change all the time. James chapter 1, James chapter 1 and verse 5. If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God, who gives to all liberally, in other words, as much as you want, without reproach, and it will be given to him. You know what the devil's telling you? You don't deserve it. God's not going to listen to you. Look what you did last year. Look how you act. Or you haven't talked to him lately. Or all these other things. This person's better than you are. Look, you know, man, they, they, man look, they talk this way and they live this way. And I, I'm just not, man, I'm not on their level. 
I'm in the Lord's pride, and he's not going to listen to me, and he's not going to hear what I have to say. Yes, he is. It is amazing if you have children. With kids, every one of them is different, but the parents still, no matter what, no matter what the child does, the parent still loves them. And it's still willing, when the, especially when the child comes to say, Mom, Dad, I'm sorry, I shouldn't have done that. And there's, there's forgiveness. And they're willing to listen to them. That's because they're their children. We're God's children. God's willing to listen to us. And he wants us to ask him on how to get through this life. Just as the king who had complete control of Israel, where did he go? He went to the prophet. Just the same as us, where do we need to go? Yes, we need to talk to other believers, and yes, we are there for each other. But ultimately, we need to ask Jesus, will you give me wisdom? Will you give me wisdom? I don't know what to do. I don't know how to fix this. And he always says, give it to you. And when you have wisdom, the Lord also says in the book of Ephesians, it's a spirit of wisdom. You know, if you know anything about archery, and I used to shoot archery for years and years and years until my shoulders got... I can't really pull a bow back. So I cheat. I have a bow now. It's called a, a anyways, it's, it's an easy pullback on the bow, which is, you don't understand that unless you shoot. But anyways, there's a, there's a trigger that you can use now that, that you, if you've ever seen that before, it's, it's, it just pulls it and it actually shoots it when you pull it instead of you actually shooting the arrow. I'm old school. I don't like that. I like the where you have to have your, your, your hand, your fingers actually on the string. And I'm left-handed, so I have to have a left-handed bow. Here's the key. When you pull it back, you pull it back like you're pulling something in your mouth. The most important thing that you do is that you re- the very last thing that you do is you relax and you let all the air out. And then you let it go. What God wants you to do today is let everything out. And then let his spirit, which is a wind of fire, let it fly. And you know what it'll do? The same as Elijah. The same that he did as Elijah did. God will put his hand on your hand and you thought that you were supposed to go this way and instead, you know what he does? You've prayed to me, you've talked to me about it, you think that's the right way, that door's gonna be so shut, you can do whatever you want to try and open it, it's not gonna open it. And you're gonna get frustrated and I'm gonna get frustrated. But you keep praying and you keep asking for wisdom, he's gonna open up the right door. And you're going to be able to go through it.
and you're going to win. And you're never going to lose because you've asked your heavenly father for wisdom. And you keep asking and you keep asking. And no matter what's happened in your life, no matter what you're going through, no matter what you did or what you didn't do, you say, Lord, will you please help me, direct me, show me what to do. I guarantee you without a doubt, you think that you're going to lose. You think this is not going to work. But I'm here to tell you today, God works in mysterious ways. I'm here to tell you today, Jesus won on the cross at Calvary and through his death and through the power of his resurrection, he says, God has given me all authority in heaven and in earth. And by the power of God's authority, I'm here to tell you today as I close, you think you're losing, you think you've lost, you think you're not going to win, and I'm here to tell you today, that's of the pit of hell, that's of the devil. I want you to know, go to Jesus. Ask him. Believe who he is. He's a rewarder of those who diligently, every day, Lord, will you give me wisdom? Give me wisdom. And watch what happens in every situation in your life. Watch how that you will win when you think that you've lost. Keep asking. Keep praying. Don't do like what the king did of Israel. Don't just go back and forth. Don't hesitate. By faith, by faith means that I'm going to so believe I'm going to keep asking. Maybe it's been a year. I'm still going to keep asking because I know, Jesus, who you are, and I know you're going to win this. Let's pray. You know, as a believer today, where is it? Where is it in your life? What is it you're going through? What is it you're facing? The Lord brought you here to sing praises to him today, to worship and to hear his word. And to let you know, no matter where you are in life, as a young person, as an older person, in your marriage, no matter what it is with your kids, you're going to win. And he is here to remind you today, by faith and believing who Jesus is, he's going to reward you because you have trusted him as your Savior, and you have trusted him as a believer, and no matter what the devil says to you, as you walk out these doors today, he's going to hit you again just to know that you're going to win through Jesus. Father, if there's someone here today that doesn't know you as their Savior, let them know by faith we believe who you are. You are the Son of God. And Jesus, in the warfare that we face today, we cannot win without your power. 
Lord, if there's someone here today that has never experienced that or that's watching today right now, may they pray, Jesus, forgive me a sinner. I believe you came into this world as the Son of God and lived a perfect life and died on the cross for me. You shed your blood for me, and I ask you, Jesus, to forgive me for all of my sins. From this day forward, help me to live by your resurrection power. Father, we thank you today that we have hope. Everybody here, everybody listening, everybody watching, everybody, we are going through something different. Lord, may we trust you. May we have faith in you. And even as Ben leads us today in a closing song, may, if there's someone here, may they, may they get up today and come down. I can pray with them and they can ask you into their heart. In Jesus' name. I hope Jesus, through the power of the Holy Spirit, has spoke to you today through his word. You know, no matter what you go through, no matter what you face in life, I want you to know that through the one, Jesus Christ, through his death on the cross of Calvary, he shed his perfect blood for you and for me. And if you pray right now and ask Jesus into your heart, the message that you heard today, why God is speaking to you, I want you to know that you can have hope. And all you have to do is pray with me right now. Don't try and figure it out. The Lord says by faith, we accept Jesus as our Savior, and you'll have hope for eternity. You say, Dallas, will you help me? What do I have to do? Well, let me share with you a verse. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. If you're willing to believe that God sent his son to die on a cross for you, just pray this prayer with me right now. And you can have heaven as your home. Jesus will forgive you for anything you've done in this life. And you can have hope from this day forward. Pray this prayer. Dear Jesus, forgive me a sinner. I believe that you're God's son. And you came and lived a perfect life. And you died on the cross and you shed your perfect blood for all of my sin. And right now, Jesus, I ask you to come into my heart to forgive me for all of my sins and to cleanse me from all unrighteousness. And from this day forward, help me to live by your resurrection power. In Jesus' name. If you've prayed that prayer, we want to hear from you. Contact us through our website, City Church AC, or you can get at our church app through any of the um, streaming services, and we want you to know that we'll contact you. And from this day forward, no matter what you face, you'll always have hope, knowing that Jesus is your Savior, and he'll come through in your life. Thank you for being with us today.